What is up? What is happening? Welcome back to another episode of the Yankshaft F1 podcast. Joining me as always, we've got uh, from an undisclosed location in the Midwest, Ian. What is up, everybody? And uh, the rumor is that Johnny went to the Miami Grand Prix. He yes. fell asleep on a yacht in yes. the fake marina. The fake marina. Passed out, and yes. no one's heard from him since. So he, he, he's still not here with us this week. Unfortunately. Um, so it's just the uh, the pilot and the co-pilot this week, and uh, the pit crew, Johnny, is uh, MIA. Hopefully he can return for next week or whenever we record next, but um, until that time being, you're stuck with us too. That guy really needs to uh, to watch where he passes out. It's, it's been an ongoing issue for, for the better part of the last decade. It's a problem. All right. Let's get into it. Miami Grand Prix and the inaugural crypto.com Miami Grand Prix yes. from Miami, Florida. Um, first thoughts, because there's a lot to get into here, but what's your what's your main takeaway? So the main takeaway is that from like a marketing perspective, which I guess is what we really at the end of the day, it's what we care about. I, I, I think it was a pretty good race. Um, you were on at a prime like a time good weekend or like, like the race itself on track. I'm going to, when I say the race, I'm, I, I say the weekend, let's say the weekend. Um, you had a ton of celebrities there. You were all over social media. You were all over, um, just television at a great time. Two thirty in the afternoon on a Sunday in the United States or three 30 or one 30, depending on where you're watching. You had a lot of people who don't normally tune in to watch formula one, watch formula one, especially in the United States. Um, that being said, from like a race perspective, and like if you were actually probably an F, if you're actually like an F1 fan, probably didn't like this week. But if you were just kind of like, oh, Formula One, what's that about? You probably checked in and were like, okay, I, I kind of see that. I'm probably not going to watch any more of it because it seems like it's really boring. But yeah, I kind of see where all the fuss is about. So that's what I'm saying. Like from a marketing side of things, I think it was a success. But like for like the fans, it just like, I don't know, wasn't. I mean, they got to see a race in Miami. It was cool, you know, all the cameras. and. How do you have a race in Miami and you don't see the ocean? Yeah. I mean, how, yeah. How, they should have found a way to make that. How does that, like, I, I get it. It's Miami. Like, there's parts of it where you can't see the ocean. But how do you not see the ocean in Miami? How do we not get a beach? Like, at least there wasn't even a beach. I, there, it was like... Well, there was a fake beach, you know? There was some fake sand in there. There, I, there. It was just like... it. I couldn't tell. If you told me that, that race was being host in Durham, North Carolina, I'd be like, yeah, that, that, yeah, okay, sure. But no, that was Miami, and it was like outside of... The, I mean, I get... You know, we've got to make do, and you got to get the race in. But man, I was like, we're, we're viewing an overpass. There is an overpass. Random people were on television in front of millions just driving their cars around. Look, I don't think it was just like, like I don't think it was a public road, okay? I think it was like an overpass. There was an to get overpass over a turn. Yeah, that like, was absurd. What is going on? Who, like, no, yeah. no, no. And it didn't feel authentically Florida because in my experience of living down here for just over a year now, any overpass, there's a guy with a, you know, honk for Jesus sign hanging off of it. So it just it just didn't feel right to me. You know, and I get that people say, like, if you don't like cheesy, you don't like Miami. Like, Miami is very cheesy. Whatever. It's fine. It's just that there was – they wanted – I feel like the – ultimately the, the ideal situation was like the Daytona 500 where it was like this awesome race and crazy thing. And this just felt like some weird, like, 
the fact that this race was sponsored by crypto.com <laughs> is the perfect just analogy yeah. for the whole week. Awesome. Yeah. It it so I guess like my my main takeaway is that like the the weekend seemed like a success. All this stuff outside of the race was hilarious. Like all the the promo videos except for James Corden, which I don't really want to get into. I don't want to get into that either. crop tops. We don't want to get into that. But you know, we're just very listeners, we feel strongly. It's it's really tough because we're a pro McLaren, we're a pro crop top, and we are so anti James Corden. It's not even funny. You uh, nailed it. You nailed it. Pro so pro McLaren, very pro crop top. We have both yeah. been on national television wearing crop tops on ESPN before. That's yeah. happened. I'll post a screenshot somewhere. Yeah. That's real. That happened. Mm-hmm. But James Corden found a way to come in and ruin our fun, and that's 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 where we'll leave that. Um, so. All the stuff outside of the race seemed like a great success. The race itself, it, not only was the race kind of boring, it didn't feel, the race didn't feel Miami. All the events are surrounding it. You know, we had a Alpha Tauri going to like a graffiti shop and make, you know, making their own yeah. helmets and everything. It was, and I really it was think, Miami, but, but I think the, the drivers, I think, I think the drivers really did enjoy the I think they loved think, it. Yeah. I think they all had a great time coming to Miami. I mean, it was great to just see. When, I love whenever they come to the United States. And you get like the Instagram photos of like, they're like, okay, I'm going to come to my, like Valtteri Bottas, for example, Valtteri Bottas went like the Grand Canyon, which is like thousands of miles away from what the actual race is, <laughs> which is what is so great when they come to the United States, because the United States is just so massive and broad that they go to a city in South Florida and then they end up in, you know, the you desert. You get from Senegal to France, like easy. Yeah. <laughs> It was just I, I was the, I was gonna kick out of that whenever they come to the United States, which I really enjoy. Um, but yeah, the race it, it was like, and I think you made this point, but it seemed like it was a, almost like the American version of Monaco, where it's yeah. like everything about the weekend seemed to be cool, but the race isn't good. But at least Monaco is like a visually appealing and very cool race. This was just like I don't know. No, I com- I completely agree. And like I promise, I promise, listeners, we will get into the actual race. Um, you know, there's a there's a, a few interesting things that happen um and some, you know, interesting implications for, you know, the season as a whole that we want to get into. But I just I kind of wanted to get this out of the way because that was my my like just biggest thing that I noticed watching was this was kind of touted as the American Monaco. The build up felt very American Monaco, but much like in the way of Monaco, um, and we kind of talked about this off camera before. Like, this is the this is the weekend that got non F one fans to watch the race. Yeah, is is that good that these like that, that the the weekends that we get non F one fans like to watch for the spectacle? It ends up being like not a great race. Like the fact that everyone tunes into Monaco just for the race, they don't know that qualifying is more important or whatever. They just tune in and they're like, yeah, it was cool. But I don't want to go watch that again next week from a less cool location. Like, should we be hyping like the Silverstones, you know, and I mean and the Spa Francorchamps? It's like, like it, 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 it's, it's. I'm trying to think of it like this way, where it's like if you're a casual fan of football and you watch Super Bowl, and say the Super Bowl is a stinker and it's a ten to three game, and it's like, wow, that sucked. I didn't like any part. Yeah. Of that. You can't judge just one week, even though that is the biggest game. You can't you can't judge the whole season based on one race. And I know the casual fans not going to like wake up to go watch, you know, Australia at midnight or Silverstone at six in the morning or whatever. Um, but but there needs to be and, and and like as bad as it sounds, like the race was 
The race kind of got exciting towards the end where you had uh, Mick and Seb, Mick and Seb colliding, uh, Lando and Gasly getting spun out. I mean, that was, that, that was okay. That kind of saw chill people where it's at, but you know, as I, as I explained to, you know, it's like, as I explained to my friends who were asking about it, it's like, you know, it's when you, anytime you have these street circuits and there's really no safety cars out and you know, cars bumping and crashing into each other can be a little bit boring because it's very hard to pass. And it was the first, and, and it, I don't think it helped that it was the first time that, that they were racing there. So nobody was really comfortable, no, you know, going no. full out for an overtake. Everyone was, you know, trying to be a little careful. Like, heck, we saw a few incidents of guys colliding where they weren't even trying to be aggressive. It's just, it was just yeah. like they're, they're getting used to the circuit. And, you know, those cars that they're in are worth, you know, a million dollars or whatever. And, uh, you know, maybe uh, don't put it in the bin. Uh, it's not worth trying to take P12 over P13. Um, in a situation like that. Um, but yeah, over, overall it was, yeah, the weekend I think was a success, I guess is, is what I'm getting at. But the, the, the race, um, the race kind of stunk. Would you disagree with that? That's uh, I mean, yeah, the, I, the race was not, not good. It was, it was really boring. It was, even though we had the crashes out, it just wasn't a, it wasn't an exciting race. I, I tweeted, I believe it was two laps before the Lando Norris crash. This race is the first Yankshaft certified snooze fest of the year. It was. Yeah. And then I said, this race needs a safety car. We and got us a safety car. And it, it didn't save it. But boy, if I we mean, didn't get that safety car, it would have sucked. It would have been snooze fest of the year, possibly. It was kind of what, why we talked about what made last season so great was that we had all these amazing races almost every single week. Yeah. And it was like, man. This France, is, Spain, like tracks that is, suck. And yeah, this is so cool. And then this year we're kind of getting more towards the, ah, yes. Well, maybe there's like a one, two battle, but midfield's kind of nobody's really that much better than anybody else. There's kind of a slog between P six and P 18. You know? And it's, it's kind of ironic that like last year, the end of an, the end of a regulation era, we actually had excitement at like all the random tracks. And this year with the new regulations that we were all so excited about it for the first couple of races, it's, you know, it's kind of been a slog and we've, we're kind of starting to see everything kind of fall into place, um, especially track versus track. Um, also, I don't know, like if you watch the, the broadcast live, dude, it was a show. I'm re- I'm pre- I, I chose my words very deliberately. Whoa. I, I'm fine with editing that later. It was a disaster, dude. They like Brundle and Crop. They were they were they called they called Sebastian Vettel Lance Stroll like seven times, like seven times. I was getting DMs about so it, offensive. texts about it. That I is know. so offensive to to Sebastian Vettel. No, man, eh, kind of offense Lance Stroll. He's a billionaire. He can take it, but he can take it. Yeah, you you don't want to be called Lance Stroll. And the in, Sebastian the in, Vettel. The entire race basically. Like I, I, I actually thought like like there were I think someone posted the stat there were like forty five overtakes during the race which is like a significantly above average for an F one race, but they weren't showing any of that no. because it was okay we've got the battle up front and if we're not showing the battle up front which became kind of boring then we're showing fan shots because we want to we want to show this is Miami look at all the people that came out it's F one in America look at all this yeah yeah yeah. And they were trying to hype it so much that that once again, like well, Monaco, the, the the race director kind of misses the point of yeah. the race. And and also, yeah. quick aside, and then we can move on. You don't even have to acknowledge it. 
F1 TV get ready, getting rid of the pit lane channel, which had th- like like triple boxes and would show three things. I didn't find out until this week that it was officially gone. I thought maybe it was an error on my end or something. Like, so I'm stuck with just the main broadcast or just driver onboards. And dude, just a, a, a disastrous weekend for the 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 race directors. I'm sorry I jumped the gun getting into that, but I if, once if I started be, going, I couldn't. If stop. you're gonna be a race director and be bad, at least make it like funny bad. Don't make it like. Because I like think the TV that, directors, not like Michael is, Massey, race director. But that is something that Formula One does that it can be really frustrating is that they are only going to show this like top battle. And it's like, okay, yes, P1 is very important. But anybody who actually watches Formula One and enjoys it and has any idea of what's going on knows that like the midfield is where it's at. That's where the excitement, especially in these races. Yeah. That's with these races, man. Cause not the topic is they're not going to be as aggressive. We already have somewhat of an idea. Like it's not, I I don't know. It's, there's a lot going on that they just, there's so much going on. 45 of not talked about that. It is frustrating. And we, and again, when you take away my option to watch the other one, it's just like, man, we just, we just want to see that. Like, and I think, I think that like they underestimate the casual new viewers ability to appreciate that stuff. Like the people that come from drive to, you know, from drive to survive or whatever, I think drive to survive does a really good job of making you appreciate those, those midfield battles and those little storylines throughout a race. And they, they just seem to neglect it. And like, no, everyone's only watching for the big ones. Other than that, let's just show everyone having a good time in Miami. Like, no, I'd, I'd I'd like to watch a race if like, that's okay with you. Like, Oh, like how much did Ocon get discussed? Uh, That'd be a fun thing to go back and try to figure out. But it's like not that he deserved much, but yeah. I mean, that's your point. He went from he didn't he went from last to points. Alex 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 Albin got ninth in Williams, and I feel like that. And I did, I like didn't know until the race was ending. Exactly. And exactly. so yeah, once again, just like Monaco, we got to call out like when and that's that was kind of the point of this entire discussion was when it's when the spectacle is more important than the race. Just, just throw us a bone. Just, just make when the race is happening. Just make it happen. Like weird fake crowd shots. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I genuinely do not care. Hopefully we you guys. Hopefully you guys listen to or still listening and agree. But I don't know if you. If you does anybody like crowd shots? If you like crowd shots, tweet us. Well, the That's- same thing happened at the end of last year a couple of times. The same thing happened in the beginning of this year. It's been a talking point amongst, like, you know, like, like not, I don't even want to use the term hardcore, just among like regular F1 fans. Um, that they've kind of been dropping the ball on that stuff and seem to be missing what, what, you know, their viewers are actually interested in. Um, if that's all right with you, we can move on to the actual race now. Let's do it. Yes. Okay. So, Charles Leclerc, Carlos Sainz, P1, P2, and qualifying. Um, start the race. Uh, Max Verstappen immediately gets past Carlos Sainz, like first straight away. I was screaming at my television, cover him off, cover him off. He did not cover him off. Max Verstappen got past him. Max Verstappen eventually, I believe like somewhere lap 15 to 20, uh, gets past Charles Leclerc. And that was all she wrote. Uh, Leclerc kind of sniffed a chance to take it back with uh, the safety car when he got back within DRS range. And it was clear when he didn't get it the first couple tries that he just did not have the pace um, to get past him. So, Another big week for Red Bull. Max Verstappen has still won every race that he's finished this year. And he continues his streak of like, you know, top three in every race that he's finished for the last 30 races. Um, is, is, was, was this the official moment where like, okay, like is, is Red Bull now the team to beat? Cause that's, that's kind of, 
that's kind of where I'm at. I know Ferrari's got some upgrades coming, but it seemed like this was this was Red Bull cementing themselves of like, okay, yeah, we had those issues earlier, but us winning a couple wasn't a fluke. We are going to win every single time we finish. Unfortunately, yeah, probably. Um, if I mean, it's yeah. Verstappen either wins or DNFs. Like that's that's crazy right now. The man's either winning or DNFing, and. I, I don't think it's going to change anytime soon because it looks like Mercedes is still having issues. Um, Leclerc does not have the pace to keep up with Verstappen. Signs At least on subtracks. Signs doesn't have the pace to keep up with Leclerc. And Checo is, I think he's better driver than Signs is, even though Signs is kind of right up there. But um, it's no, it, it is, there's a clear one too. Yeah. And a clear three, four. And this is negating the cars. I'm saying we're saying like in like who should be finishing where yeah. it's Leclerc versus Verstappen. And then it's signs and Checo for three and four yeah. signs, I think, has kind of shown like for all the talent that he has and for as good as he was last year, he is not in, in this championship caliber car. He's not capable of hanging with Leclerc. No, and, and, and Leclerc or Verstappen. No. So he's kind of stuck down there. So it's Leclerc versus Verstappen um, every week. And right now, the Red Bull's the faster car. Um, and that's just leaving Carlos Sainz kind of just stuck getting passed on the first turn, you know, by... Yeah, I mean, did, 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 we, did we think that Sainz was going to be able to hold off Verstappen for any long period of time? No, but but if he could have held him off for two or three laps and and, and kept Max out of DRS range then I think realistically that means Leclerc doesn't have to burn out his tires just defending immediately. He gets he gets to have a comfortable one-and-a-half, two-second lead after seven, eight laps. And, like, all that stuff makes a difference. And that's why, like, you know, like, Valtteri Bottas, not to be underrated in those Lewis Hamilton championships, like, because he was doing that. He was gunning from the back. And Carlos Sainz just... I mean, it's a tough thing in the world to ask, you know, ask him to hold off the, the world champion. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, possibly the best driver in the world like, right hey, now. Can, in you the hold off, uh, can you hold off Max Verstappen right now who either who either wins or his car dies? So it's like, all right, well, if he's not going to do one or the other, like. But, you know. but we saw Checo last year in Abu Dhabi in the, the finale holding off Lewis Hamilton for three or four laps. And really, like, that's the reason Max even had a chance in that. Checo's a legend. We know that. So it's, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's, it's getting a little bit frustrating. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see kind of where we go from here. Cause now uh, Ferrari is only six points up in the constructors. Um, Leclerc is now 19 points up. So less than one race up um, on, uh, on Max Verstappen. Red Bull's looking like the team to beat. Um, there'll be some circuits where I think Ferrari's better, but this was the official. Okay. Red, Red Bull's here. It's not like a Ferrari's one and then Red Bull's the biggest contender. It is a Ferrari versus Red Bull. They are both the contenders now for me. Yeah. Yeah. I I still think I still think Red Bull's gonna run away with it. Um I hate that you might be right. I think I think I am right. Because they I think apparently have been six miles an hour uh faster on this they were six miles an hour faster on the straights this weekend. Which is not a great sign. Um, when when Leclerc gets DRS and can't even sniff getting within a couple of tenths, um, not a good look. So hopefully Ferrari's got a, pa- a, a new upgrade coming. You know, we know how the sport works. It goes back and forth. Um, we shall see. We, we shall see indeed. 
Um, just kind of other uh, other interesting points in the race. Um, that Fernando Alonso crashing into Gasly, and then Lando Norris also crashing into crashing into Gasly. Also, shout out, um, I guess Mercedes for uh, George Russell and uh, Lewis Hamilton putting in a P5 and P6 again when they yeah, don't have the that. best car. Good performance. Um, get both of them getting past Bottas, who kind of locked up. Um, just wanted to give uh, give Mercedes a shout out for being firmly. They have uh, they have ninety five points in third. McLaren has forty six points in fourth. So they're oh, they're hanging up there. They're not contending yet, but the, you know they're they're hanging up there and uh, and at least uh, deserved a deserved a shout out. Um, any thoughts on any of the the collisions we saw? The Alonso and Gasly, Gasly and Norris. I had like friends who never watch F one that were watching because they were gambling on it most likely, but. Um, you know, being like, oh, that looked mostly like X's fault, you know, and I was kind of having to navigate around it. And any any thoughts? Um, I think it, I think I it's funny that, kind of innocuous. I, I think I, I the, the crash of like the the crash nobody wants to see, which is um, Mick and Seb hitting each other, just because it's like yeah, uh, childhood hero. Yeah, it's, it's like, like signs and Alonso yeah, crashing. Like, you know, like, yeah. you're like you're crashing your your dad or something. It's like ah, well, that's, that's you know. He's got a dad. <laughs> yeah. Well, so that was, that was really tough to see. And I think Seb is like, you know, if that's anybody else, if like, if that was like, that was like Latifi. I think Seb would have really uh, lost it. Chip. Mick, he's like, okay, all right. Well, you know, guy in the grid. Lost it. It. Yeah. We'll, we'll take it as a learning experience to move on, Mick. Um, and then, yeah, just a really, really bad week for McLaren, man. Oof. Not, not a good time in the United States. Ricardo got, stuck behind a DRS train. Norris got stuck behind a DRS train. They had to deal with all that stuff that was outside previous to the race. Like the basketball helmet was interesting. The basketball helmet was sick, but no, as I as I tweeted, yeah, it was like as you give me Washington Wizards vibes watching them get unceremoniously yeah, bounced so out. They a weekend to forget for McLaren, which seems to be either pretty high or really low this season. And there's not a lot of, not a lot in between. Yeah, that seems that seems fair. I, one of my notes literally was a lot of DRS trains that I <laughs> that I wrote down during the race. Um, simple, Ash, but Ashton true. Martin Ashton Martin just loves holding up seven or eight cars. The Ashton Martins, the Ashton Martins, baby, they just love it. They they really do. And it was yeah, I don't know. It was it's weird. I don't want to spend all uh, all night talking about DRS trains, but I, I, like I, I guess what I will say before we can move on is just. The track seemed like it had potential. The track seemed like it had potential. Um, yeah. It it wasn't Monaco where it was like there's no chance to do anything. It seemed like there were chances for stuff. It just kind of didn't. It didn't work out. So Everyone was being a little too careful. What they need, and I think this would really help the track and the ambiance of the race because they decided to put it for some reason not near anything or they for whatever reason they put it in if you suggest wherever. more moats and alligators i'm gonna what i know what i'm saying is they really need to dive and do that race at night miami needs to be a night race that well they count. can't they can't because that's that's 2 30 a.m uh european time plus i don't like care about well, what time it is then do it on a saturday like they're doing they Vegas. Want, you know? do it on saturday Watch the Miami, one of the greatest party cities in the world. We're going to have the race at 9 p.m., whatever that time is, and wherever else, I don't care. Make it a night race. That would really help the Americans. When do we care about what time things are on for Europeans? Yeah. And, but no, I mean, dude, make every American race a Saturday night race. 
So like, yeah. there. Yeah. Who cares? Like Some like 10 p.m. our time, you know, Ugh. so, the, you know, wow. that'll be like 5, 6 a.m. their time. You screw it. We got to do we, we do that. We wake up. We're going to Las, race in Las Vegas in the middle of the afternoon. What? No way. Absolutely. Well, no, that that one is confirmed to be the first Saturday night race. And I think like 38 years. So there's we've, a uh, we've, we've got that one going for us. You thought um, Miami was cheesy. Oh, my God. <laughs> OK, that's a that's a discussion possibly for a different day because Miami was cheesy and but Miami is its own thing and Miami is basically like how I describe it like Miami is the just the physical embod like embodiment the environmental embodiment of Pitbull you know like it's just it's just all it is like it was kind of a shame they didn't have him sing the national anthem I don't you know um, but Vegas is Vegas is going to take a hot steamy dump all over the chest of Miami. I'm glad they got this one year to be like oh. the spectacle, the crown jewel, if you will, nod to Monaco um, in America, because Vegas is going to just tear it apart next year. And I am fully on board with it now. I guess we, we've kind of talked enough about about, about uh, some of the, some of the midfield action with the uh, the Ashton Martins and the um, the McLarens. Yeah. Um, yeah, Ocon even yeah. got a shout out there. So, yeah, we've we've hit Ocon, some points. Yeah, um, Ocon got a little bit. Not a good week for Haas, but we will get into that. That's that, that that's really mm -hmm. more than they can uh, they can ask for. Let's let's jump right into uh, Rockstar of the week. Who you got? It was actually a short list for me because um, looking back to last week, um, I think I had I had six guys on my potential as my potential Rockstar um, after the last race, um, and so, I have two this week. I've got two as well. So well, pro actually, I'm alive. I've got three. I've got three. Okay. Number one, we kind of already mentioned him, Alex Albon. Yeah. Williams, Williams Peanut. Yeah. You get a Williams in the you get a Williams in the points, you get a lot of love. Number two, <laughs> Esteban Ocon. Because starting last, finishing eighth, that was pretty pretty impressive for me. And you know what? Everything else is boring. Number three, and it's like I don't know because we have to address it just because it's so good. Max Verstappen, because it's like, how, yeah. what are we going to, I mean, like it, it, you're like you said before, like last week I was like, well, I kind of want to give it to Checo. And it's like, well, why the guy was on it? Why the guy, the guy qualified and finished behind his, his teammate. Like, yeah, again, we shouldn't be getting spoiled yet. No, but it's like, you know, okay. We have to acknowledge that Max is just, is just crushing it right now. And it's like, okay. So, Pick and choose one of those three. Um, I'm cool with any of them. Probably would be Albon one, Max two, and Ocon three. But you know that's you. my Ocon. My biggest issue with Ocon is his crash in FP three, um, and then yeah, just not not a great qualifying. Um, but a great know, race. As, as that's what matters. Great, the a, a, a very good race. A very good race. I don't know if I call it you, great, but definitely know, definitely a very good you race. No that I do not hold practice or qualifying against guys. I just base it off what and I And that's see. the beauty of this system is that is that it, it's our system that we created and you we could, still don't all follow the same rules. You could crash. You could literally cause a crash on the practice, qualify last, end up sixth, and I would be singing your praises for A plus rock star of the week right there. <laughs> um, all right. Well, we'll pick your, pick your one, I guess. Alvin. Alvin. 
Yeah, okay. Then I'll give mine to Max because it was pretty much just a perfect week. I The only two names I had written down were Max and, and Albin. Um, yeah, he's uh, he's kind of the new George Russell, isn't he, Al, Albin? Um, I guess first I'll give my shout out to Max Verstappen. Pretty much just a, you know, he had a bit of a bit of a mistake in um, in Q3 that let, you know, where he, he qualified third. Um, but that race was, if you we're talking only the race, that's uh, about as perfect as you can get. Yeah, he had the best car. But uh, Checo had the same best car. Yeah. You know, and he made a mistake. And that's the reason that Ferrari got the 2-3. Checo should have been on the podium. But he locked up and and allowed signs to to overtake him back on the inside. So Max Verstappen, um, in, in, incredible race. But um, back to Alex Albon, yeah, the the new George Russell, just just pulling points out of his bum hole in a, in a Williams. It's a shame we didn't get to see Albon and, and Russell drive at the same time in Williams <laughs> because that would have been they would have been scoring uh, we, like points, points thought, or points consistently. We would have thought Williams had a midfield car. Exactly. That's, that was where clearly I was clearly because Nicholas Latifi exists, they do not have a midfield car. Speaking of Nicholas Latifi, wanker of the week. Uh, let's get into it. Okay. <laughs> who, you, who, who you got? Do you have do you have a, any any sort of list? Because I did have a few guys written down for uh, for wankers of the week. You know, it was a, kind of a kind of a kind of a tough call. Nobody really really you, screwed see, up, but that's what. So my wanker of the week this week, because were there were there some guys that had struggles? Yes. Were there some guys that probably could have done better? Yes. But nobody really, really came out and just grabbed it. And that's why, unfortunately, I have to give my wanker of the week to James Corden, because I think he ruined McLaren's race and messed up, made, made those awful, awful, awful shirts for McLaren, had to hang out with Lando Norris. Like, you could just tell well, Lando him. Norris had to hang out with him. Yeah, Lando Norris had to hang out with him. Lando Norris wanted nothing to do with that. Ricardo was like – the Daniel Ricardo, who pretty much likes everybody, seems to just hate James Corden. But Daniel Ricardo finally found some sort of attention that he disliked. It was like yeah, he, he was loves like, anything that's popular, but he, even he was, he like, was like, all right, I this don't. is my limit, guys. Yeah. Yeah, so that's why my anchor of the week is James Corden. It, it really, and I think I tweeted something along the lines. I don't know if I did it from my personal account or from the, the Yankshaft account, to be honest with you. Um, I think it was from the Yankshaft account of like every single thing that Lando Norris and Daniel Ricardo do. I find adorable. I love it. I love it. I cannot get enough of their content. It. And it seems like they took that as a challenge to like, yes. oh, really? Oh, really? Every piece of content that these two do together, you love it all. Well, let's throw this at you, buddy. And we got James Corden. The 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 best content I saw this weekend was Pierre Gasly in a Dolphins jersey and Yuki Tsunoda like skipping next to him. It looked like a father and son going to like a, you know, going to go on a fishing trip or something. It was great and I loved it. And that's why that we were such a Pierre Gasly positive pod. The only the only reason I'll push back on that is that everything seems a little bit less exciting compared to the later Hosen that they wore last year. You know, yeah. it's just they set the bar too high for father son content that it's it's hard, it's just hard for me to get that level of excited about anything else. But we are a big Pierre Gasly positive pod. Um, let's get let's give him a little run. He had a he had a pretty good week. He got uh, he was in two collisions that neither of which I think were his fault. Um, so I I I, I really feel for the guy. He um, also and, and wanted to get more <laughs> again. Not his fault. 
you know, you know, that's, that's F1 baby. You know, sometimes, uh, and, and Yuki, Yuki just missed out on points. Lance Stroll got some points. I mean, it's okay. Just... Well, if we're talking Yuki and Stroll, I've got, I've got something to say to you. Let's... I believe that was Kevin Magnuson um, on the, on the mic there. Um, but I had to, I had to prepare that one. Um, yeah, like whatever. Like, did Lance Stroll get points? Like, I, I, I you know, Despite I know that his, he, I know that he got well, a point, but I, 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 I won't acknowledge it. Despite his own best efforts, he received. <laughs> Despite <laughs> his own best efforts, Lance Stroll managed to score a point this week, um, which I guess yeah is uh, is very good. Also, um, honorable wankers, I had um, the uh, the the commentators, like the announcers, um, the race directors. Uh, much like Monaco, and and that's not a good go, sign. I'm gonna go with the dude that brought a baby that they kept showing because what? At least he had the uh, the earmuffs on. Yeah, it. yeah, but like the, it bothers no, I was, me. Yeah. It's like get a babysitter or don't go. Don't bring your six month old baby to a Formula One race. That's the and definitely don't put that. it on TV repeatedly to encourage yeah. this type of behavior. Like what? No, I don't feel like I don't know. I don't want to sound anti-baby because I'm not anti-baby, but like. <laughs> You can't. Why would you bring a six-month-old child to a Formula One race? That just blows my mind. I completely agree. I don't think there's there. This should be a hot take. Um, yeah, don't bring a baby to an F1 race. Like again, yeah, just get a babysitter or I don't know. I don't care if he's got the earmuffs. Bro, this baby has no idea World. what's going on. Bring your baby to Disney World. It's right. all, well, it's only like four and a half hours up I ninety five. Um, also, yeah. uh, side note for my rock star of the week was the, 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 just the tweets from, uh, like American journalists that I really like, you know, like the, uh, um, uh, you know, Spencer Hall, you know, uh, Bumps, all those guys who went down there of like, I think my personal favorite was like, I went to an F1 race this week and the fastest, most incredible driving I've, I, I saw all weekend was a Nissan Altima on I-95, like merging into traffic because I spend hours and hours every single day telling the local news for northeast florida i spend hours on i-95 every single day and i see how these people drive and someone's like like someone heard that lewis hamilton drove like two hours down i-95 to get down to to the race i was like can you imagine lewis hamilton imagine how maddie gets like watching nikita mazepin last year imagine him driving on i-95 in south florida and i've been there i get it and it just it really hit home for me, and I need to give a shout out to all of all of that content. Um, the, come down here and try to drive some time, Ian. It's not a it's not a fun time. It's it's like a it's like one of the worst stretches of I seventy. It's you know, but there's only two lanes on I seventy. There's there's three lanes on I ninety five, maybe four depending on where you are, and it's somehow like, it's worse. I'd rather be stuck behind a semi truck in the left lane. It's all I ninety five, and everyone is Nikita Mazepin, and they're everyone's driving a Nissan Altima. I think you just described um, driving in the greater Atlanta area. You pretty much just ju- just sum that up. So, um, guess where I'm going in the morning uh, to Atlanta. So that'll that'll, that'll be a fun time. Um, so, Winker of the Week, who officially was your uh, Winker of the Week? James Corden. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just needed a needed a refresher there. Um, I don't believe I officially gave one. It's between, uh, Nicholas Latifi did not have a good week. 
Kevin Magnuson did not have a good week. Uh, Joe Guan Yu did not have a good week, but we're going to hold off. We're going to hold off on giving Joe Guan Yu his first wanker of the week award. It's it's not time yet. Um, I mentioned the announcers. I mentioned the race director. Um, I'm going to give it to Kevin Magnuson. I think that he's, I think that Kevin Magnuson has proven to us that he is better than that. I don't think that Nicholas Latifi is better than that. <laughs> you know, Nicholas Latifi just had a bad week, but he might just be bad. Kevin Magnuson is better than that. And he had okay. a bad week. I, 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 I like that. I like that because we're not saying that K Mags because like, I mean, no, it's almost a compliment. Yeah, because yeah, because we're like we expect this out. You're so talented. We expect, and you would expect this out. Let's put this way: if if Kevin Magnuson is named Nikita Mazepin, he would not be getting wanker the week this week. But because he's shown because he's shown there's potential and talent there, he's getting it this week. That makes sense. I'm yeah, I'm 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 okay with that. Um, another um ah crap. You know what? I did I did fail to mention um I won't I won't change my answer um. But I did want to give a shout out to Aston Martin um, in the Wanker of the Week section. Man, I wish I had remembered this nine seconds ago. Um, did you see why they both had to start in the pit lane? Yeah. Not that I, it really mattered, but I did not. But please tell me. They they cooled like everyone like freezes their fuel for the race. They did it too much. <laughs> and so they put fuel into their cars in qualifying. I believe it was qualifying. was too cold (laughs) and then the only way to fix it was to take it out and put new fuel in which shockingly is illegal after park ferme and both cars started from the pit lane because the fuel was too cold between this and sebastian vettel last year losing a podium because they didn't have enough fuel left in the car, I'm I'm willing to say it. They're the fuel wankers of of the year, of the season, of last season. I fuel like wankers. That. Aston I, Martin. I like fuel that. Wankers. I like that much better than giving it to K Mag. Yeah, I've already given it to K Mag. I can't I can't go back on my word. Okay. Um, because uh, that dis- is disappointing week for, for that uh, sounds for the Haas team. That seems wanker worthy. Home race too, yeah. I know, but the home race now, and Gunter Steiner did have a nice quote of like, "It's you know, it's a disappointing result, especially for a home race." But you know, they'll be back. They'll be back. Um, this is this is the moment. Um, everybody remember it, where everyone's starting to fall asleep on Hass again and forget that K Mag is K Mag and Hass is you know coming back up, coming They're back up. We, we've got uh, we've got another race in America this year, and Hass. Both of them, Mick Schumacher scoring a point in Austin. All right. I'm putting it out here now. I'm going to save it as a separate clip to come back to it later in the year. Disagree with me, please. We almost had, I mean, we almost had points this week. We almost, we almost had a great talking point. He, I, he did. He really did throw away we, his first point. We almost had a great talking point this week of us when we, when I think I believe it was last pod where we discussed like, is it time to talk about Mick Schumacher? We almost answered all those questions with points this week. And unfortunately, it's all we right. wanted. That's all we wanted. We'll get there. And at least he, you know, at least he didn't crash into like a living legend slash his hero. Yeah. You know, that would have really sucked. That would have, that would have been unfortunate, but we'll get there. All right. Well, that's, you know, that's all I got for, uh, for Miami, it, you know, great spectacle. Um, uh, the race was kind of a, but you know, that's, that, that's kind of the way it goes. Um, 
We uh, are returning in two weeks, I believe, to uh, the uh, Circuit de Catalonia in Spain. Um, traditionally, not a fun track. Not a fun track at all. Um, so I'm not really expecting anything big. But as we sit, is Ferrari leading the way of Red Bull, leading the way of Mercedes, ahead of McLaren, ahead of Alfa Romeo in fifth. Shout out Alfa Romeo for being fifth. Honestly, Valtteri Bottas, yeah. give him a shout out. Good week for Bottas. Could have been better, but good week. Shout out. And uh, Max Verstappen, um, just hanging on 19 points behind Charles Leclerc. It seems like that is going to be the battle to watch moving forward. I'm excited. We have, uh, what, was this race five? So we've got 18 races left still. Like, Dude, I don't know how we're going to make it through this year. Yeah, 18 races in near seven months is... It's a decent amount of races. That is a decent amount of races. Um, uh, it's a little over indeed. two a month for you, Cuban, doing the math at home. Uh, beep, 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 beep. Yep. Then, okay, that checks out. Um, and again, uh, if Johnny Gomes ever resurfaces from wherever he is, whatever, whatever marina he woke up in, you know, he fell asleep in a fake one, but he woke up in a real marina somewhere on a yacht. We don't know who owns the yacht. We don't know any of these questions. If we do ever see Johnny Gomes again, though, again, we will be going to uh, the Belgian Grand Prix, COVID willing, this fall. Um, so, again, stay um, for, you know, all of our uh, loyal Belgian listeners. We love you. And uh, stay tuned for that content. Let us know uh, any any tips you have, tricks you have um, at yankshaftf1 at gmail.com. Um so we're going to be bringing you content throughout the throughout the season. Hopefully, Ferrari's like ninety points up by that point, right? Hopefully, hopefully. hopefully. Well, hopefully, McLaren's you know one hundred and fifty points up, and Haas is in second. But you know that that's uh we'll take what we can get. All right, that's that, that's all that's all we got for you guys. We'll uh we'll, we'll catch you guys back before the uh, Spanish Grand Prix. Uh, I believe May uh, what was that May twenty second, twenty third that weekend. Um, coming back at you. Take it easy.